welcome to Louisville United Methodist Church's podcast. Today's message comes from March 29, 2020. Today's scripture reading comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 37, verses 12 through 28. Now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem. Then Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. He answered, Here I am. So he said to him, Go now, see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock, and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron. He came to Shechem, and a man found him wandering in the fields. The man asked him, What are you seeking? I am seeking my brothers, he said. Tell me, please, where they are pasturing the flock. The man said, They have gone away, for I heard them say, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him from a distance, and before he came near to them, they conspired to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we shall say that a wild animal has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he delivered him out of their hands, saying, Let us not take his life. Reuben said to them, Shed no blood, throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but lay no hand on him that he might rescue him out of their hand and restore him to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the long robe with sleeves that he wore, and they took him and threw him into a pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. Then they sat down to eat, and looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead, with their camels carrying gum, balm, and resin, on their way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, What profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. When some Midianite traders passed by, they drew Joseph up, lifting him out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver, and they took Joseph to Egypt. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, and for the word of God within us we say, thanks be to God. This is the point in a sermon series when the common threads become so numerous, I worry I am offering the same sermon over and over again. Mr. Rogers found a way to put his faith into practice so readily each and every day, on and off the set, that he became an embodiment of a lesson from St. Francis of Assisi. Preach the gospel at all times, when necessary, use words. Much of what we've been learning is just that. The life and habits of Fred Rogers encourages us to dig into scripture, to study the gospel lessons of Jesus Christ, and to then let the choices and behaviors we exhibit each and every day be an alignment and message of Jesus' teachings in our lives. This week's quote on social media and in our weekly newsletter came from Gerald Sitzer. He wrote, A Grace Disguised, speaking of loss. He wrote, All people suffer loss. Being alive means suffering loss. Sitzer explains grief often comes in two forms. Some loss is reversible, temporary, and is much like a broken arm needing time to heal. Other loss is permanent, causing us to lose a part of ourselves, our life to feel truncated, and there are bursts of phantom pains. If temporary loss is like a broken arm, then the permanent loss is more like an amputated limb. Each create changes in us that impact who we are and how we sit with people. Mr. Rogers believed this was the point where Jesus' golden rule came into play in our relationships with people, especially those experiencing loss. When we rely on the lessons and experiences of our grief and consider how we would have appreciated care in those times, 
It opens us up to empathy, compassion, and presence with others journeying through grief and loss. Our gift of care, compassionate, empathetic care, can be extended both to the other as well as ourselves. It can be a gift to offer time, patience, and acceptance in the midst of grief. I want to invite you at this point, if you have the ability, to pause the podcast and to go find Brene Brown's video on empathy. Someone has overlaid her voice over a cartoon with a bear and a fox, and it's about two and a half, three minutes long. And it's a great opportunity to learn and examine the differences between empathy and sympathy. Welcome back. The scripture reading this morning has Joseph's brothers unable to process and handle their emotions towards their brother any longer. When they see him, they are moved to bouts of rage and threatening murder. Cooler heads prevail, but only to the point of kidnapping and selling their brother. In a fit of rage, jealousy, and a sad mix of rationality and irrationality, we heard in the scripture reading that they put him in a pit. This pit wasn't just a ditch on the side of the road. It was a cistern for gathering water. It was a tool for the shepherds and their animals. But perhaps you caught what was unique to this cistern when Joseph was thrown in it. It was empty. Grief can be much like that cistern. Life stops regardless of what you want. You are forced to stop and to take in your reality. And often you remain in that cistern until you have a full and honest grasp of your new reality. Life will not be returning to what it was before the cistern before your loss. And when you exit the cistern, regardless if you experienced a broken arm loss or an amputated limb loss, you will not be the same person who went into the cistern. But much like Joseph in the empty cistern, grief is not meant to drown you or overwhelm you. The cistern, your grief, is meant to hold you. God is present in those moments when your life has stopped and you are blinking your eyes, trying to take in the new reality life has handed you, and you are held safe for a bit to experience your loss, to begin healing, and to gather up who you will be when you step out on the other side with God. We are in the midst of a difficult time, and it is yet to be determined if we will be experiencing broken arm losses or amputations. Like most of life's experiences, it will likely be that we will all experience different losses with varied responses and will process our grief in our own unique ways. Fred Rogers believed wholeheartedly that while bad things do not happen to people because God deems it so, like a puppeteer in the sky, Fred did believe that by practicing the golden rule and remembering our own experiences of grief, we could be examples of God's consistent presence holding us in our grief. For as practitioners of Christianity, we know our God loves and holds us through God's own experiences of loss, grief, and pain. As we continue our journey towards the cross and resurrection, when love overcomes all. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to learn more about the Louisville United Methodist Church community, please go to our website at louisvilleumc.org. From there, You can find more podcasts, our calendar with all of our gatherings, mostly digital these days, as well as sign up for our newsletter and a way to give an offering. Thank you again for listening and have an outstanding day.